Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, it feels like I should say I'm back, but Nancy and I took a little vacation in Key West uh, this uh, past several days, but we weren't really missing the show. And we were here again. So here we are, your auto how not to get ripped off by a car dealer team in the studio. Uh, we've got Rick Kearney sitting to my right. And a lot of you folks out there I know are thinking about keeping your cars because cars are so darn expensive today. And uh, you're waiting for prices to come down. That's not a bad idea. You want to keep that uh, car going without having to go and shell out a bunch of money for a new or late model used car. Call Rick Kearney right here at 877-960-9960. That's our call-in number, and we do prioritize that call-in number. We've got about, I think, five lines coming into the studio here in North Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, we get a whole lot more communications other ways, like on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, and we even have an anonymous feedback line your anonymousfeedback.com. We have a text line, 772-497-6530. But our favorite, and it's just personality. I mean, you know, uh, telephones, I know, are not used as much as telephones. They're used as texters and Facebook and the rest of it. It's a computer you carry in your hand. But the old-fashioned telephone, you know, ring, 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 hello, uh, we don't use that as much as we used to. It's not as efficient, but it's 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 a warmer. It's um, it's more fun uh, when we get calls from all over the world, and certainly all over the United States. You get a, I mean, we have some calls that are just they're just funny people, and we love to laugh. So uh, if you're one of those folks that isn't afraid to speak in front of twenty or thirty thousand people live. <laughs> I probably just terrified you, the ones who are getting ready to call. Give us a call. Well, Howard's not afraid. No. And he's calling us from Jupiter. Holy mackerel. That's great, Howard. Thank Good you. Good morning, Howard. Actually, I'm calling you from the Bronx. I'm What's up, Howard? Jupiter next. Okay. Uh, here's what happened. I got the fuel line in. Uh, the mechanic was able to get a fuel line, put it in, but the battery was depleted uh, because when the fuel line was broken, for some reason... I left the, uh, not the engine running, but uh, I probably hit something, so the, the battery got depleted. Uh, the mechanic says he charged up the battery and there's no problem. But uh, I just purchased the battery in, uh, in May, so I went over to AutoZone and they checked it. I said, the battery's good, but the alternator is good. The guy said, I'm not a mechanic. So I said, how is it possible? Uh, the car runs, it, uh, it starts up great. Uh, I don't have those telltale signs of the bad battery with the, the light dimming and things. 
and uh, I check the, um, uh, the 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 level with a hydrometer. It's not a hydrometer. It ch- checks the battery uh, water level on each cell, and, and the cells are great. So I don't know how the alternator could be bad. Good question. Rick's got the answer, I bet. Well, the, the simplest way, do you have a voltmeter? That's my question. It, it, I don't have a voltmeter, but... Uh, uh, cars used to have amp meters, and they disappeared. Right. Uh, would an amp, yeah, would an amp meter tell me anything? Now, the the, the best way that I have found to test an alternator without actually having a, a specialized machine to do a load test on it is a simple $10 voltmeter. You can get them from Amazon. I used to say Radio Shack, but they're not around anymore. Uh, yeah. And basically, you just turn it to DC volts, and put the two leads right to the battery terminals, and you should see, with the engine off, you should see somewhere around 12 and a half volts. With the engine running, you should see anywhere from 13 and a half to 14 volts, which tells you that the alternator is working and it's charging, and it's pushing voltage into the battery. And that, that's really just the, the simplest quick check. Uh, it, the only thing you really need is, like I say, a, a $10, Voltmeter. I didn't think anything cost ten dollars today. Is that right? Ten bucks for a voltmeter? Well, that's for a, a halfway decent one. Yeah. A really expensive one, several hundred dollars. A really cheapo one, eight nine dollars around there. Yeah. I'll take the cheap. Okay, here's here's <laughs> what I've been doing. I've been letting the car sit for two days, and I I have my uh, it's not a hydrometer checks the cells in the in the battery. I, I pull up the uh, acid, and it shows that it's. Uh, the battery is in great condition. So, yep. well, your battery probably came back just fine. But if the alternator's getting a little weak, you you know you may want to stop somewhere and just have them put a, a machine on the alternator to make sure your alternator's testing right. But you said you could do that with a voltmeter because it'll show a couple of volts more when the right. engine's running. So, Howard, you can check it. You can check your alternator uh, just checking the battery with the motor running and with the rotor motor not running. Yep. And it should be like 12 volts or 13 or 14 with motor running. And as a matter of fact, I'm looking just on Amazon mm-hmm. here. Uh, they've got a digital multimeter, which is a voltmeter, for $13. Digital multimeter. Yep. Great. Okay, thanks for the information. I'll be seeing you guys. Uh, Got to make an appointment. Uh, I'll be seeing you guys uh, the first week, second week of November. Sounds good. We'll be looking yeah. for Howard. Thanks for the call, Howard. Okay. And uh, good luck Bye. finding your multimeter. And uh, okay. give us a call again. I will. Bye. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero. We're going to stay with the phones uh, because we have uh, Richard calling us from West Palm Beach. Good hey. morning, Richard. Good morning. How you doing? We're well, thank you. So in May, I bought a new car from uh, Napleton Acura MDX. All right, great car. Have no problem with it. Uh-huh. Now time for my oil change went there made an appointment took a reasonable length of time not a problem I come home and I read the bill and it says semi synthetic oil say that again 
it, it, the bill said semi-synthetic oil. Semi-synthetic oil. Semi. What what is semi-synthetic, Rick? Uh, Usually it's a mix between the synthetic and the dino oil or fossil oil. I didn't know why. That that makes sense. But why do they... Is that just like a a way to get a little bit cheaper synthetic oil? Uh, It may be just their their wording for it. Um, The oil that they used, is it from Acura? No. Oh, absolutely not. Nothing from there. Not even the uh, oil filter was accurate. It's all uh, knockoff stuff. Wow. Wow. You had that done at the Acura dealership and they used that? So I called up Acura of America or whatever name they use. Uh And I asked them if they recommend semi-synthetic oil. They said no. Oh, boy. So I called back Acura. No, I didn't call them. They ended up calling me because I put a complaint in. Sure. And I told them that I wanted them. I was afraid to drive the car because who knows, you know, what would happen. And I don't want them to blame me if the engine goes bad to pick up the car. And I want five quarts of real oil and I want to see the containers. All right. And that was it. They never called me back. Well, Richard, (laughs) you just you just touched on one of the. Uh, long-standing uh, disputes between car dealers and between the manufacturers. And uh, it's very unusual to see a car dealer violate that today because there are very few things that a manufacturer can terminate a car dealer for or to or, or actually control a car dealer. But one thing they really have not given up on is when when you have a car and uh, uh, you buy a new Acura or a Ford or a whatever it is the manufacturer builds, uh, they want you to use uh, genuine parts in the vehicle, at least during the warranty period. And if you don't, if you use a aftermarket, we call it, if the manufacturer doesn't make it or 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 a brand it. Uh, then uh, it's called aftermarket. So you get a cheap oil filter that's not doing the job, uh, you can have some serious problems with the engine. And then, of course, the manufacturer will deny the warranty. So Napleton, uh, according to this report you've given us, uh, is not only using the oil that's not specified by Honda, which is Acura, Honda Acura, but they're also not using oil filters. Those are two of the most important things that you need to be careful of, of, of having quality uh, parts, or if you want to call it oil apart. But uh, otherwise, you burn the engine up. I mean, there's not much more expensive on a car than having to put a whole new engine in. So, yeah, that's uh, I, you did exactly the right thing. You called the manufacturer, and I'm sure they really lit in to... Uh, Napleton Acura. Now, of course, the reason Napleton Acura does that is you can buy a, a, a cheap or an aftermarket oil filter uh, for half the price or less uh, than what the manufacturer charges. Uh, you know, to, to stick up for the dealers a little bit, uh, I believe that the, the prices charged to the dealer by the manufacturers are quite high. And, uh, and then when they turn around and sell you, the consumer, the, the driver of the car, the dealer sells you, they mark it up by at least 40%. Sometimes they double the price of the cost. So it's, it's economics, it's inflation, it's a lot of things weighing in there. But uh, it's unusual, and you've exposed something 
unusual, fortunately, mm. for a for a dealer to be using on a new car non factory parts. Uh, Rick, now doesn't Acura have a, a maintenance program where, like, the first several services are are paid for by the manufacturer? I, I bought it, but it's not from Acura. Then I since found out that the warranty that I bought is not an Acura warranty. It's a Napleton warranty. I see, yeah. That doesn't matter. I really need a lawyer if you have one. Yeah. The reason Rick asked that question is most of the make cars today and most of the manufacturers provide some amount of no-charge maintenance. Partly because there's not a whole lot of maintenance required. You get your oil changed uh, every 10,000 miles or once a year, and that's not much. And uh, so um, it's uh, interesting to learn that uh, Acura doesn't have that. I thought they did. Uh, Richard, uh, let's, let's Google that uh, and be absolutely sure that, that Acura doesn't provide you with some maintenance for the first one or two years. Well, I think he might have bought the it car really as make any difference a used car. Oh, okay. This is a used Acura. First 5,000 mile service. Okay. Well, is this a used car, Richard? No, brand new. Brand new. Brand, yeah. Absolutely brand new. Yeah. So Terrible. Uh, I, th- I think um, wow. uh, we'll Google this for you, and maybe we can find out that you do have free maintenance. If if you have free maintenance, you're really, <laughs> you're really getting Mapleton Acura in trouble because... If they get if, if Acura is giving free maintenance and you use they're using cheap oil and cheap oil filters and charging Acura, uh, you've got a, a violation of their franchise agreement that would probably allow Honda slash Acura to cancel Napleton in that franchise. So it's pretty serious accusation and pretty serious offense. And uh, uh, I don't see my Googlers coming up with anything yet, but. Uh, Well, uh, Well, I can tell you one thing, Richard, while they look for that information. I'm telling you, um, it's callers like you that make our show, and it's just uh, one more way to expose uh, what's going on out there. And uh, (laughs) there's just another new event and how you have to protect yourself. And even if you do protect yourself when you go into a dealership, I'm listening. We are listening to your call. And do you know how many people... Are listening to you and for that uh, you're enough. a great caller great caller Not lawyer <laughs> I think that comes into the uh, subject most definitely and they just you didn't have- expect you to be as educated you know uh, and knowledgeable as you are so uh, did anybody get that information uh, for Richard yeah uh, it says accurate maintenance package covers certain factory scheduled maintenance on select eligible vehicles for two years or 24,000 miles. So apparently Acura only gives free maintenance on select eligible vehicles. I, I think that's a broad term. I, I think that, I, Yeah. I think they do. I'm, I'm almost sure, Richard, that uh, you should not have been charged for that. And, yeah. uh, oh, no, they didn't charge me. No, no, no. Oh, they, they did not charge you. Okay. Now, so there you go. That's a, even a more egregious offense by Napleton Acura because they're being reimbursed by Honda Acura for the maintenance that they perform. And they they make the requirement, and they assume that they're meeting the requirement of the dealer, that the dealer is buying the oil and the oil filters from 
Honda Acura because they're giving you <laughs> that free. Now Honda Acura is paying uh, for a third-party aftermarket oil filter and oil. So a very serious uh, uh, violation of uh, Napleton Acura's franchise agreement, and you've exposed that. So I, I don't think you need a lawyer. I think you I think uh, you probably put the fear of God into Napleton Acura when you called Acura and reported them. Well, I told them that I wanted them to pick up my car with a with a flatbed, bring mm-hmm. it there, uh-huh. change the oil, and I want to see the old quart cans. Yeah. I want Acura oil, and then I want the car brought back. Never Good for heard you. From them again. Good for you. Well, uh, you've, you, <laughs> you've not only got their attention, but you've got Naples' attention. And uh, I, uh, I tell you, somebody's calling a lawyer now. It might be Acura Honda to say, how can we get rid of this guy? If he's uh, making, if he's doing this, he's probably doing it uh, in a deeper manner, probably using buying cheap Taiwanese parts or Chinese parts or whatever, and then charging Honda for them. Mm-hmm. Not good. Well, I also bought an extended warranty, but evidently it's probably a Napleton extended warranty. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Uh, um, I'm a car dealer. Uh, we have a, Honda, a Toyota dealership, and we have our own warranty company. A lot of dealers do that. Uh, it's, it's, I always recommend that if you're going to buy an extended warranty, buy the manufacturer's extended warranty. That way you don't have to worry about the fine print. You get a, you'll get a legitimate warranty, extended us, warranty. When we bought the car, they yeah. did not tell us. They did not tell you. Well, it's no, uh, they didn't say, "Oh, this is our warranty." This is, you know, I assume I went to an accurate dealer. I was sure. buying an accurate warranty. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. sure. Sure. Well, you uh, you you bought a car from one of the most infamous car dealers in the United States. Uh, he's uh, the target of the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, he settled a very large uh, lawsuit by the Federal Trade Commission for. Uh, charging uh, hidden fees to customers. And uh, there's been a lot of... He's always in the news. Napleton, uh, never a dull moment with Napleton. You can always find something in automotive news or even uh, the uh, Wall Street Journal. You think uh, by now he'd be exhausted, but he definitely isn't. He's just getting warmed up. And uh, there's a lot of people that are, you know, a lot of consumers that are being taken advantage of. Uh, Richard, we can't thank you enough for uh, this this call. This is a very in- important call that exposes, well, them for whom they are. Well, dishonesty. It exposes dishonesty. I don't have a solution. Yeah. You have not given me a solution. You, you want, can do that. I mean, yeah. You want to know whether you want <clears throat> you need a lawyer or or, or not. Well, temporarily, I mean, I would recommend you find another um, uh, Acura dealer, and uh, and I think that uh, it's very unusual what uh, for for people to do that. Uh, that's really extreme, and uh, for dealers to do that, I, mean, it, it, I don't even think that Ed Napleton, the the owner, uh, knows a lot of this is going on. He has too many dealerships. He doesn't pay too much attention to what's going on. And you put people in charge, and they do the wrong thing, and they get you in trouble. So he's in trouble now with Acura Honda, and uh, you did you did the the best thing you could do. You you uh, exposed him to the manufacturer, and he can the manufacturer can cause Napleton more misery than anyone else, even the Federal Trade Commission. Okay, well, sounds good, but uh, I still don't have a solution. 
Well, uh, <laughs> I, your solution is go to a different dealer. Uh, there's a there's a uh, this is in North Lake Boulevard uh, or is it? Uh, West Palm Beach area. There's there are no Okeechobee. For Okeechobee, yeah. There's a the one on Okeechobee. Yeah, there's probably a, I know there's a, a, a Acura dealer in Delray. That's a long way to go, so that that might be a problem. That's, that's Stalupi's. Yeah, Stalupi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Stu. Okay. Well, Richard, thanks a lot, <laughs> yeah. and uh, keep us posted on that. Great you, call. Uh, you should be getting some communication from Acura on your on your complaint, and they should tell you that from now on. The Napleton Acura dealer will be providing you of uh, the Acura parts and not putting in cheap aftermarket parts. And Richard, uh, please uh, give us a call again. Let us know what's <clears throat> going on uh, because, you know, I'm listening to you say, you know, you, you weren't given a, a solution. Well, you know, we may have to, us here at Earl Stewart on Cars, have to move forward with you, giving you other information, other alternatives that's going to get somebody's attention. Give us a call again, Richard. Okay, great. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. You too. Uh, we are going to stay with the phones, and we're going to go to New Jersey, and we are going to talk to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning, Good morning. Steve. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Steve from New Jersey. I'm a longtime listener and a uh, frequent uh, texter. I do have a question, though, for Rick this morning. Um, I have a 2007 Lexus ES350 that I bought New Year's ago and have had maintained by the dealer since. And in the last uh, week or so, I started to get a message on my screen when I start the car and it stays on. It's, it's called uh, Check VSC. And then... Um, I have two light indicators that come on, check engine, and I think it's the ABS uh, indicator. Mm -hmm. What could that be? Well, the VSC is your uh, vehicle stability control, which that's a system that works along with the ABS system, the anti-lock brakes, so that uh, when you're driving, if you get into a skid situation or too much body roll, the car will try to correct that by controlling the brakes and the throttle to try to get you back under control. Uh, if you've got lights coming on for that, I would immediately get into a, a dealership or a good reputable shop that you can trust to have them hook up a scan tool to see what codes they're getting and why. Uh, most likely, it might be something as simple as a wheel speed sensor being in the New Jersey area, I would suspect a very good chance that you've got some corrosion, little bits of rust that get on the magnetic tip of those wheel speed sensors, and sometimes they don't read accurately. And so it thinks your wheel is doing one speed when it's actually doing another, and one wheel will seem out of spec with the other three. So the, com the computer sees there's something that it thinks is a problem, and it will turn those lights on. And stay be careful uh, because you're talking about a 15-year-old vehicle and you don't want to be spending a ton of money on it. And I'd get, uh, if, if, if you get a opinion that it's going to cost you a lot of money, I'd get another one or two estimates. It's, uh, as Rick said, it could be just something minor, but because it's a safety item, you don't want to just assume it's something minor. Um, and uh, you certainly want to get it fixed, but uh, it, it, it's not worth spending a, a thousand or two thousand dollars on a fifteen or sixteen year, year old vehicle. 
and especially today with used vehicle prices very high. Well, I, I um, the this happened about two weeks ago because I have two cars. I haven't been using that car really, and I have an appointment with the dealer for this Monday. Yeah. So yeah, I was being trying to be cautious about that. I also noticed though, I I used it a little bit just to see uh, around town what would happen and. Uh, for the most part, the lights stayed on every time I uh, I, I used the car, but a few times uh, the lights didn't come on at all. Hmm. So it seems like it's also sporadic. And uh, I do have a follow-up, though. I know that my car battery, I, I've had to change the car battery between every four or five years or so, mm-hmm. and I know it's coming up in about that time frame. Could, could, a, could a, a, a car battery that's a little weak cause this as well? That's always a possibility uh, because of the amount of computers that are in most cars. Uh, if the battery system, the, the electrical system gets really low on voltage, it can cause all kinds of weird issues with the computers. And that's one of the things that they should be checking when they pull the codes and check your car out for you. Okay. Okay. And one last last question. Uh, could my gas cap have anything to do with this at all if it doesn't seal properly? No, uh, the gas cap could cause a check engine light if it's not sealing properly, but it definitely would not cause any ABS or vehicle stability control issues. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate uh, the information. Um, and like I said, I've, I've been listening to you guys for a very long time. Uh, a year or two ago when I bought my Volvo, I went through the whole experience of my delivery with the wrong wheels on, and it was... You guys helped me a lot, and I appreciate that. So uh, have a nice day, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. We appreciate you, Steve, and uh, thank you for listening to Earl Stewart on Cars. Give us a call again, 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, don't forget, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. $50. Give us a call and uh, your question or just to introduce yourself. Also, don't forget uh, your anonymous feedback. That's your anonymous feedback. Take advantage of that. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, I just, I've got to compliment Rick. I tell you, I, uh, you know, he's been on the show with us for years and uh, he just knows a lot of stuff. I mean, it's really amazing. If I were in your seat, meaning you at home uh, listening to the show, uh, boy, take advantage of Rick's knowledge. He really, uh, you know, Stu and Nancy and I, I mean, we're we're all, you know, doing this every week. We learn from Rick. I mean, if I do this show long enough, maybe I can be a certified master diagnostic. Nah, I could never do <laughs> <Be> an apprentice. <laughs> I'm an apprentice. I am an apprentice where, you know, Stu and Nancy and I are apprentices. And even Jonathan, I mean. Well, we've never gotten actual grease, I learned grease stuff. In our hands. It just it amazes me. And he, Rick never hesitates. And I check him sometimes, you know. Sometimes I oh, just. you check him. You, I check him, you, yeah. You, 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 uh, you contradict him sometimes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rick Kearney, certified diagnostic master technician and if you've got a car that's got a squeak rattle or roll you smell something i mean let's face it we all everybody's car i mean has some little thing and uh, rick knows what it is he'll tell you what it is just tell him the year mcbottle and uh, he'll tell you what it is so i got a question for rick yeah i drive a 2022 (laughs) forerunner and i have everything's factory on it you've seen the car 
my windshield wipers are terrible and it's the car is only eight months old and they skip and rattle and make noises and squeak on my windshield and I hate that and that's a Toyota genuine windshield wiper blade what's going on first thing I would do is make sure you got the windshield squeaky clean all right it's uh, not clean yeah a lot a lot 90 percent of the issues with windshield wipers are the residue that gets on your windshield so good cleaning especially here in Florida it just for some reason the the glass seems to pick up stuff and those wipers just bounce and skip on it. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, scrubbing gonna, the windshield, best I'm a, thing. I'm going to correct Rick. So okay. here, I'm just bragging Saying on He was it. on Consumer Reports no. this morning. No. 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 Oh, excuse me. No. I'm going to tell you, I just had that problem, so, and I solved it. So right. what? So it. Nancy was complaining about her windshield wipers, and one know if they'd been changed or, you know, and, and turns out they did change the windshield wipers. Mm -hmm. They put on factory Toyota windshield wipers, and Nancy's still having the same problem. Oh. So... Uh, I said something to our service manager, Mark Feldman, and Mark said, I'm going to put on the kind of windshield wipers I like. Hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't even know what they are. So this is Mark. He was after market. <laughs> after Mark? <laughs> Here I am, lambasting Honda, uh, Honda Acura for using aftermarket. But our own service manager at our dealership put on the windshield wipers he liked, and Nancy loves them, right? I love them. Yeah. I love them. So we, now we got to find yeah, Rick, out. Rick was getting to that. He says, and if the and, and the windshield is not is not the problem, maybe try some silicon or some fancy uh, aftermarket ones, right? But Absolutely. If anybody knows what windshield wipers Mark Feldman, the service manager at Earl Stewart Toyota, uses or likes better than Toyota windshield wipers, please let me know. I'm, I'm going to ask him about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rick's gonna I want to know. The, he's going to get to the bottom of this. Now I'm, <laughs> well, I'm going to get in trouble well, with Toyota because I just said... <laughs> I just said that Napleton is going to get in trouble with <laughs> with Honda, and now I'm doing the same thing. I, so. No, 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 you're not. You're you're not telling someone that you put in factory parts and you and then put in cheap aftermarket parts True. to save a bunch of money. Yeah. You're simply recommending a product um, that actually performs better than the factory product. You're going exactly. to be my lawyer when they, exactly. get, when they come after me. I'll <laughs> do it. I'll be, but I'll I, be a I witness. I want to find out what he uses because I'm going to use them on mine and my wife's cars. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have such a problem in our neighborhood with keeping the windshield clean. Yeah. Uh, that uh, well, it's, it, it's, it, With it your was, neighborhood in Stuzov, it's a salt air. Uh, it's a lot of construction. That too. They're tearing yep. things down, putting things up, and it is the salt air. Yeah. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we're having a great time here this Saturday morning. But again, as I always say, you make the show. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, and before we get to our— Megan one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you for a minute, Rick. Everybody that's holding right now, I will be right with you. Uh, Negan One, who's out in Arizona, deals with a lot of dust I, and dirt. Mm -hmm. He says, PIA, P-I-A-A, silicone wipers work very well. Is that right? Say that again. P-I-A? P-I-A-A is the company name, I'm guessing, silicone wipers. Silicone wipers. And Negan, I know for a fact does a lot of off-road driving out there uh -huh. in sandy, dusty, dirty conditions. Uh -huh. So if he's recommending them, I'd bet there's some good I'd quality be willing, there. Yeah, I'd like to try those. I'm going to look for them, P-I-A-A. -A. Yep. Silicone windshield wipers. Wipes. Okay, uh, we're going to get back to the phones, and uh, we have uh, Millie 
who's calling us from Jupiter. Everybody else, just uh, hold on. Good morning, Millie. Good morning. Are, have you called us before? I have not. Millie? I've actually tried to get your number, but usually I'm driving, and I can't get the number quick enough. So this morning I'm home, and I turned the radio on and got the number. Oh, uh, great. I'm glad you tuned in. You won yourself $50 this morning, Millie, for being the first female new caller. Congratulations. If you stay on the line and talk to uh, Jeremy in the control room, he can get your information, uh, your contact information, and I can get you that check ASAP. Okay. Okay. So what can we do for you this morning? Actually, um, I basically just wanted to let you guys know how happy I am with Earl Stewart. I started going to Earl Stewart in 2011. I had a Solera that I bought. Wow. Um, oh, boy, hang on Stewart, to that. Toyota up in Stewart, <laughs> and actually Mark Feldman at the time worked there, and I always had, yeah. you know, like a good um, outcome whenever I took the car there for service. And then I, after 11 years, the Solera was still a good car, but I thought I kept seeing the Camry, so I went with the Camry, and I went to Earl Stewart, you know, your dealership, and uh, I think I got a 2011, a 2014. I always got a black car, mm. and I bought a green, beautiful Camry, and everybody was like, you're not going to be happy. <laughs> but I did, and I wasn't, so I went back to the black car. <laughs> and I just recently, in July, bought a 2022 RAV4. Wow. Boy, wow. you are a good yeah. customer. So, yeah. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I have to ask, back when I was a kid in... 74 or 5, my dad worked for Stuart Pontiac. Was that also part of your... Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your dad's okay. name? Yeah. My dad was, he passed away, John Applegate, and um, I bought from your dealership, or that dealership, a 68 Pontiac Firebird. Wow. My dad called one day and said... That is so cool. My yeah, yeah, my father started that dealership in 1937, and I came in uh, to business with him in 1968. So uh, uh, I, I, I worked there with your dad, and, and, um, and uh, that was when we just had the Pontiac dealership, and then we added some other dealerships, and now we're, we sold the Pontiac, obviously, because they don't exist anymore, and uh, we're uh, just a Toyota dealership. So, well, that was oh, really okay. cool. That's some great history, Millie. Yeah, Thank yeah, you very I, much. Um yeah, like I, we didn't have cell phones back then, so he called my mom and he said, your dad wants you to come down, you know, to where he works. They have a nice little firebird, and of course, it was beautiful. So I ended up, at the time, I worked at a bank, and um, I, you know, got the car and loved that. But anyway, I just basically wanted to let you guys know that, you know, I love your dealership. Well, thank oh, thanks, you. Millie. And uh, thanks for that walk down memory lane. Uh, you know, you went from, uh, you, you said that you had the Solera. I have to ask you this. Was it a convertible? No. Uh, no, okay. because I don't have a garage. And I just, you know, with, with my dad and my brother, they were, you don't want a convertible in the Florida sun. You have no way of getting it out of the sun. So I just put it out of my head. A friend of mine got one. It was red with a white convertible. And I was a little envious, but that that was okay. I still had the Solera. Yeah, I used to love that. Uh, I still do the Solera. What a great car! Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, there are none. <laughs> they quit making them. I know. Uh, but yeah, every uh, once in a while, when I see them, 
It's like it's still there. You know, it was a beautiful car, but um, that was probably the only car that I kept for more than two or three years. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. I kept it for eleven years. Huh. Yeah, mm. wow. It was a two thousand. Mm-hmm. The old days. So, okay, yeah. uh, um, Millie, um, I want to thank you for the call. And uh, don't forget to leave your contact information. And uh, I hope to hear from you again and spread the word to the oh, ladies. Actually, I have. My daughter bought a Highlander from you guys. And then a friend of mine, her and her daughter, and I, she's talking about getting a new one, too. So I, I said, well, you know where to go, which she already does. So. Yeah. Let your lady yeah. friends know that uh, first two new lady callers can win themselves $50. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, that number is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Your anonymous feedback, take advantage of that. Rick's here, Stu's here, YouTube, uh, text uh, to Facebook. We're all ready for you, and we are going to go to our next caller, and I believe that is uh, Nancy calling from Palm Springs. Hello? Hello. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. It's nice speaking with you. It's nice uh, uh, to my, hear from you. Uh-huh. My concern is um, I have a son uh, that's a Toyota driver, and he lives in Texas, and he was looking to replace his Toyota truck, so he went down to San Antonio from where he lives <clears throat> for an advertised-on-the-Internet Toyota pickup truck and when he got there he called right before he left to go down and they said yep the truck is still on the lot and when he got there they told him oh it just sold and so my concern is do a lot of dealerships do that bait with a vehicle that's never been on the lot and then when the person gets there they'll try to sell them something else of course my son in total disgust just drove off and left oh that's good that happens a lot practice that happens a lot. It does. Okay. What's the best procedure to? Yeah. One of the uh, one of the best things to do is to uh-huh. uh, uh, if if you if you know you have that uh, uh, that's the vehicle you want and you've researched it online, uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, you can actually uh, ask them to uh, say you'd like to buy it online. That way, you don't have to drive all the way down there, and. Uh, you're going to be asking them for information, a VIN number, and other legal things that they would have to furnish to you. Uh, it, it kind of it might not prevent them from baiting and switching or trying to bait and switch, but when someone starts asking those probing questions, and I say ask, uh, I, I would just do it online. But if you if you're on the phone and have to do it that way, that's better than driving. 20 miles or 100 miles, finding out they bait and switched you and they never had the vehicle in the first place. But when you find a vehicle that you want, the VIN number specifically identifies that vehicle. And if you confirm in writing, uh, texting or email, and they tell you it's there, that's a pretty serious offense. Uh, you have them lying in writing, and that most car dealers won't go that far. They'll they'll say, oh, you must have misunderstood me, and then they will go through the effort to try to switch you to another car. But unfortunately, uh, as you say, bait and switch is alive and well, especially among car dealers. Okay, I appreciate that information. That'll help him follow up with that, and I'll call and let him know yeah. uh, to see if he did that, because 
he's looking for a pretty old truck, and I really think he should look for something newer. He has a 2006 Toyota Tacoma with an extended cab, mm-hmm. and he loves it. And he just wants to get another one with less miles. Oh, that's really but I don't think he's going to have much luck finding that on a Toyota dealership lot, would he? Well, it's he'll probably find it, but the prices are going to be very high. Used car prices have start to come down a little bit. The big thing I want to have you advise your son about is if you're shopping online, he's probably using AutoTrader or Cars.com or a number of other third-party sources that list uh, vehicles in dealer inventories. Auto Trader is by far the biggest. Uh, the common offense of all these third-party sources for finding cars on dealer lots is the fact that they do not disclose the hidden fees. So they'll tell you there's a specific, uh, could be a, a you know a 2016 Toyota Tacoma truck for a certain amount of money, X number of thousands of dollars. What they don't tell you is they have Two thousand or three thousand dollars in hidden fees. So, uh, advise your son if he does find the vehicle, the truck that he wants, get the out the door price. And the definition of an out the door price, well, the literal definition is literally out the door, including government fees. Uh, you uh, most dealers will, should be able to give you the price that they would only add government fees too. Government fees being sales tax and license plate. Those are the only two legitimate after-the-fact charges that you should have on a newer used vehicle. So uh, almost every dealer in the United States has multiple fees. Uh, They call them, the generic term is dealer fees, but they call them dock fees, tag agency fees, electronic filing fee, administrative fee, uh, uh, just any number of different fees. So before you drive a long way into the dealership, they tell you, we have your car. Be sure he gets the out-the-door price. Write it down. Confirm it in writing. Good. I'll, I'll advise him to do that. I really appreciate your advice on that. Thank sure you thing are, you a, are you a first-time caller? I am, Nancy. Oh, fantastic. Uh, you can stay on the line and talk to Jeremy in the control room. Okay. Get, uh, let him, uh, you know, jot down your contact information. He'll pass that along to me, and uh, I'll send you out a check for $50. Uh, I have to add to what Earl said. This right now is a uh, the climate that we're living in. Uh, it's a great time to hang on to your old vehicle. You can tell your son uh, to, uh, you can pass this information along to him. Go to Earl on Cars. Earl has so many columns right there uh, that will help him decide whether or not, you know, he wants or has to buy a new car, a new truck. And uh, there's an amazing amount of information that will definitely, you know, guide him in the right direction. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome, Nancy. Spread the word. I'd love to hear from you again or some of your Mm -hmm. lady friends. Have a wonderful Saturday. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. Uh, 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. We are still going to stay with the phones. We're pretty busy this morning. Yeah. We're going to go to uh, Bob in West Palm Beach. And uh, Bobby, I will be right with you uh, just as soon as we. you're next in line. Bob Good morning, Bobby. Bob. Good morning. How are you doing today? We're great. Welcome. 
Thank you. I got a question for Rick. Very okay. good. My 2015 Mustang is throwing off a, uh, a code uh, for the gas cap, and I was wondering how I can resolve that. Uh, pretty much the simplest method, pop a new gas cap on there. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. I, have, I have no gas cap on that car. Didn't come with one. Hmm. Hmm. Wasn't an accessory? tire either. <laughs> not an option. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I'm not familiar with their systems, I'm guessing. What, what kind of car is it? It's a 15 Mustang? Oh, no, the gas cap? No gas caps. You stick the... No, I haven't, haven't used those for years, I think. Is huh. that right? Oh, okay. So they, they must have like a, a flap sealing system? Yes. But what you've got then is a code for an EVAP leak. I'm pretty sure it's the cap. I, I was going to attempt... I bought some uh, silicone spray, <clears throat> clear silicone spray, and I was going to clean it uh, in there and... Uh, they give you a little uh, plastic thing that comes with the car to, uh, if you ever have to put gas in there, you know, to push in the flap. Okay. Hmm. I was going to work that in a little bit. I did see a YouTube video on it. It's not that uncommon. I was just wondering if you ever ran across it before. No, because Toyota's sticking with the old tried-and-true gas cap that can seal, and when the seals break down and the gas cap starts not functioning properly, it's about a well aftermarket. You can get one for around fifteen to twenty dollars. Dealership, they're thirty-five to forty. Yeah, and well, we learned something, Bob. We didn't know. <laughs> I I never heard of a car without a gas cap, so I just heard about one. It, there and, are some. Yeah, and uh, besides Ford, who else does that? I I would have to research on that to find out who else going that route. Um, but for the long run, what you're actually looking at is. You've got a, a code coming up that's actually for an emissions leak. It means the emission system is seeing a leak somewhere. And if it is that, that gas entry point, since you don't have a cap, obviously it would have to be that flapper valve. Um, once you get that to seal properly, I would re not worry about the code, let it go, and drive the car for a while. Normally what happens is after the car has, the engine has run the diagnostic sequence itself, it self-tests the EVAP system uh, usually once every couple of days. It's when the car has been sitting for a couple hours. Right. Then it will run a self-test on the EVAP system. And as long as it passes, then it will turn the light off. And usually after it has seen a passing uh, score on it, say 20 or 30 times in a row, then it completely erases all the old codes that it had stored in history and memory. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, because that car didn't come with a spare tire either. No spare tire, no gas cap. Hmm. Well, I'm just Googling that. I'm learning something new thanks to you, Bob. Uh, there's a whole lot of cars out there that are going uh, uh, gas capless. Your, your car went gas capless. Is it? Yeah, you don't have That's gas an electric cap. car. Yeah, yeah there's right. no gas cap. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, and, uh, Earl, uh, I, I did, uh, Mr. Stewart. Yeah. Uh, I was able to, uh, after I went over to your dealership, I was able to go ahead and uh, go to two other dealerships to get uh, trading values on the Mustang. Uh -huh. And I just wanted to let you know I got substantially higher uh, trading offers. How much? How much higher? That's yeah. very. That's always much, interesting. Much higher. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, your place was fourteen five. Uh huh. And I went to Mullinex. They offered me seventeen. Uh huh. Plus they plus they were trying to get me to buy something on the lot, mm. which I really didn't want. Right. And so, would it, if I if I had agreed, uh, it, it wouldn't be worth another six percent uh -huh. sales tax. So that offer would have been worth eighteen. And CarMax offered me seventeen. Wow, that's so, great. Yeah, substantially higher. But you know, it's a very time-consuming endeavor. It is, yeah. And, but for two yeah, or three thousand, for three thousand dollars, it's almost worth the time. No, it's a seller's market today with our used cars and all you folks out there with trade-ins. Uh, no matter what the dealer that you're thinking about buying from gives you, uh, shop yourself, and you got. Uh, Vroom, V-R-O-O-M, you got Carvana, you got WeBuyAnyCar.com, you got CarMax, and uh, this is what Bob did, he went to, uh, he went to uh, the Ford dealer, a Ford dealer will usually pay a little more for a Ford than a Pontiac, a Pontiac than a, a Toyota dealer or a Honda dealer, so right. yeah, shop the make, uh, the used car department of the maker car you want to trade in, and and you'd be surprised how much more you could get. Yeah, Congratulations! We, I think we dinged them for yeah. not having a gas cap. Yeah, right. The, the only the only the only thing I found that was a little bit <clears throat> unsettling is by the time you go around, you shop it to a number of places because of the shortage of vehicles. Mm -hmm. uh, by the time you get back to get the vehicle, it could be gone. Because the cars are not sitting that long, especially you know, certain vehicles, if they're packaged a certain way, they'll only be on the lot for a, a day or two. And true. Gone. Yeah, it's, you're right. So by the time you go, by the time you go around shopping the, a trade-in value to three, four places, yeah, and you get yeah. back to buy the car, you might not be there. Well, that's why we're <laughs> advising not to buy a car now because it's yeah. just crazy. I mean, if you can just, you know, using the buying the phone, but dealers that are keeping cars on their lots, yeah. um, are are charging way too much and bob them. bob you get, you'd be surprised uh, i'm 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 amazed uh, i'm an old guy and i would never i used to uh, always yell at my used car managers praising cars you know you got to look at the car you got to touch it smell it feel it drive it you just can't be guessing uh about car prices but the fact of the matter is today you can go online you can go to carvana webindingcar.com carmax and you'll get on the telephone online email you'll get quotes that are legitimate quotes now they will ask you specifics about the car but if you give them an accurate description you tell them about the dings and the dents the true mileage and everything else they ask you they will give you a buying figure online so this is an answer to your question about how time consuming it is to drive around drive to carmax drive to carvana blah blah you can do it online and that will say, you know, in, a, in an hour and a half, you can probably get a half a dozen prices, and then you go into the dealer where you want to buy the car. That way you're not going to lose the car you want to well, buy. Well, you know, I, I tried that when my sister passed away. Uh, I had her car shipped down from Cambridge, Mass., uh -huh. and uh, I was the executive of the estate, and I had to sell the car, obviously. And uh, I tried that route, uh, doing the... Uh, Carvana, and you know we buy any car. Yeah. That was a nightmare. Oh. That was a nightmare. And and the, and the prices they were offering were ridiculously low. Yeah. Because what they do is they're basically just middlemen. They're going to turn around and sell that car to a dealer or somebody. So uh, they, they their prices. I wound up just selling it on my own. What? No, that's uh, you know. that, that's not accurate, Bob. They, you know, a lot of these Carvana sells cars directly to the public. Carmax sells cars to the public, and uh, you, you will get Mickey Mouse around sometimes. And but the whole point of what when you're shopping a car, 
you are going to see large variances. They won't all be high. Some of them will be low. And uh, it, But if you go out and get a, an appraisal from a dealer, and they say, this is what we're going to allow you on your car, and you go online, I almost guarantee you, you'll be able to find a better price. I mean, I... You know, uh, anyway, uh, thanks, thanks for sharing your experience with us, Bob. Yeah, interesting, Bob. Uh, it can be a nightmare. And uh, I recall by, uh, purchasing, excuse me, uh, selling uh, my own car, and you really have to be prepared uh, to do something like that. Uh, takes up a whole lot of your time. I think uh, uh, for you, uh, I think that uh, it would be a, a very successful. Uh, so, um, Bob, thanks for calling. Give us a call again. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. My pleasure. Okay. We're, Have a great We're going to go. Oh, you're welcome. We're going to go to Bobby in West Palm Beach. And, uh, Julie, just hang on. We'll get right with you. Good morning, Bobby. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Um, first. First, I want to clear up a misunderstanding from a call I made a couple of weeks ago. I called to, to tell the I called to tell the boss that Rick is uh, is very timely on answering emails and things like that, and that was a good compliment. Mm-hmm. But Earl jumped in and took the call, and I said I wanted to talk to the boss, so I was calling to talk to Nancy. <laughs> well, I sincerely apologize. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I was calling today. Um, because I, I don't know much about leasing cars, but I've learned quite a bit on your show, and I learned something new this week, and I thought I'd share it. Uh, a friend of ours was having some medical issues, and her lease on her Audi SUV was coming due. And um, and I'm telling her about it's a 2019, so the residual value, as you've been saying, is is quite a bit lower than the actual retail price of the car right now so i encouraged her to buy to buy it and also told her about uh, if, if she had to buy a new car or lease a new car she'd be paying substantially more and so she was considering doing that but the lease was coming up and um what i found out was if you call the leasing company in this case vw leasing is the leasing company for audi uh, if you ask for an extension of your lease, they'll give it to you yeah. for up to like six months. And really all you have to do is ask. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You, uh, that's certainly an option. And uh, some leasing companies won't do it. Uh, some will do it. Some will give you 30 days. Six months is really a good deal. I'm surprised that you got that good uh, extension. But uh, you, if you don't ask, you're not going to receive. So that's a, that's a very good suggestion. And that's with no, there's no additional, it, there's no additional paperwork. There's no, yeah. it, it's the same price. You, you pay the same price you've been paying, exactly. which I was surprised by. I thought for sure they'd try to add something on, but, um, but they didn't. So yeah. I think that's an interesting thing for people that are sort of right at the end of a lease. If they call the leasing company, um, they'll, they can get that option oftentimes. Exactly. Now, I will say, uh, Audi of West Palm Beach, which apparently is a Brayman dealer, is no help at all. <laughs> um, and that's not surprising. They, they want the car. I called to, 
Yeah, they don't want they don't want you to get an extension uh, because they want to try to get your car uh, for the residual value, which uh, certainly isn't going to happen to an educated consumer like you. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of people out there that have been asleep for the past two or three years. They're leasing cars. They have a uh, they have a huge bargain. Uh, they have a, a residual value that is thousands of dollars below the market value, and they just wander in and give the dealer the car. The dealer high fives each other, and they run out and make five, six, seven thousand dollars on the car that you could have made that money on yourself had you known that it was a bargain. So, uh, and just. Just to give, I, I like it when people give the numbers of what's going on. In this particular case, it was a 2019 Q5, um, and the residual value was $25,000. Mm-hmm. And I just a quick look online, sort of the retail price of a car like that seems to be somewhere in the thirty-five dollars to $40,000 range right huh. now. So um, that's substantial. It is, yeah. It's For huge. Sure. It's uh, it is uh, unprecedented. It'll probably never happen again that we'll see a market like this. I think every leasing company uh, has probably learned something. <laughs> I think lease contracts may be rewritten as a result of this phenomenon because the leasing companies, uh, they get, see, they get burned either way. The, I, I, back in the day when you know, leasing was really getting popular, the leasing company used to make mistakes the other way around. <laughs> they would they would try to lease cars so hard, they'd give you a very high residual. So when the car came back, they had to take the car back, and they would sell the loss. Um, Southeast Toyota, because um, I've been a Toyota dealer for so long, they got themselves into big trouble. Uh, I'm going back maybe 30 years, and they had uh, thousands and thousands of cars out there with extremely high residuals, and if they took them back, they were going to go broke. So they actually, as a consequence, the, the, the Toyota Leasing got on the phones, called the leasing customers, and say, how do you like your Corolla? How do you like your Camry? Oh, I love it. Well, would you like to keep it a little while longer? You could keep on driving it at the same monthly payment. They were calling my customers as a Toyota dealer and encouraging my customers not to bring the car back because if the car came back, World Omni, that was the name of the leasing company for Toyota then, uh, would have to sell the car at auction and lose thousands of dollars. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, uh, this COVID That thing. is interesting. <laughs> I have one, I'm, I'm curious about one other thing now that you brought it up. So, so if you come in to lease a car today... Um, so what are they doing with the residual value right now? Is it is it higher than it has been, or is it is it about the same? Well, they're, they're, they're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because no one's got a crystal ball, so they don't know exactly what to do. If they make it too high, then their formula will make the lease price too <clears> low. <throat> well, the, the problem is like now these people that are coming out, are getting out of their leases now, they leased them three years ago or maybe some cases four years ago. And so, obviously, they didn't three years ago. Three years ago, nobody knew about the pandemic or what's, what was going to happen down the road. I imagine um, the residual. It's it's a it's it's kind of hard. I imagine they're, they they are coming. There's no special residual enhancements anymore, and that was a common thing that the car companies did. Yeah, you've got you've got you've got to be if you want to be competitive and you want to make a profit in your leasing company, you have to set your residual at a real value in your mind's eye, which <laughs> three years from now might not be real. So you just have to, uh, gang, uh, leasing is a gamble. Uh, I mean, think about it. 
uh, you know, you have to guess if you're a leasing company, what is this, uh, you know, a Chevrolet Corvette going to be worth in three years? And you know, history has told us that sometimes you don't know. So it's it's a gamble, and that's what business is all about. That's always been pretty stable. Do I have stable. time to talk about <laughs> windshield wipers for a minute? Yeah. Um, so, interesting, you were talking about windshield wipers, and um, I I had noticed over uh, the, the windshield wipers Costco used to sell were so they were a Michelin brand. And but what they were were kind of a curved plastic windshield wiper. Mm-hmm. And as the windshields got bigger, 24, 26-inch windshield wipers, they'd lose contact with the windshield sort of at the top and the bottom, and they never really worked that well. And I've noticed that recently the, the same Michelin wiper that they sell there now is sort of the older style with the metal prongs that push it down onto the windshield mm-hmm. again. So they've switched away from those older curved plastic. Is that something you've noticed, Rick? Or He's nodding. Oh, yeah. That's it. Unfortunately, sometimes they get it right the first time, and they keep trying improvements, improvements, and the improvements aren't an improvement. And sometimes the old, the simple old design they had just works best all the way around. Yep. Yep. And I've and one one last thing. My daughter owns a Honda Accord, and she's she gets the dealer to just change the refill, which you can't even buy. You can't buy at the store anymore. You used to be able to buy refills and just stick them back into the clips, but um, but they'll, at the Honda dealer they don't replace the blade; they'll just replace the refill. And she's found that that's the, that's the best way. Right, and it's I, just just the rubber is, insert. It's a, it's about a third the price to replace a rubber insert as to replace the entire blade. Right, right, and it works and it works fine as long as you as long as the blade is. Is good is in good condition. The refill will work fine. So that's what she does, and yes, and she saves money. Well, yeah. thanks very much. As I thanks, said, Bobby. I thank you, Bobby. Give us a call again. Sure. Okay, we're going to go to Julie. We're busy, busy, busy on these phones this morning. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Julie. Thanks for waiting. Oh, good morning. Um, I just wanted to say I don't know if you saw today's Bobby post, but they endorsed Aramis Ayala for Attorney General. Oh. Yeah, I think I did see that. Oh, I, I missed it. That's that's interesting. I unfortunately I don't think it's going to make any difference. No. But Pommy's uh, best always <laughs> endorses the Democrat. Usually, yeah, so. yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. It's uh, she's uh, uh, Ashley Moody is uh, is uh, paid for her post and she'll get it. So she'll be uh, she'll be the next Attorney General. Unfortunately, but it, yeah. it, it, it's just uh, it's politics. Hey. That's right. right. <laughs> She'll continue One to the, be a D attorney yeah. general. And, uh, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that uh, along the way she may find time to help us and right. help the consumer. One of the things they said about um, Moody was that she files frivolous lawsuits to curry partisan favor. Mm, not surprising. Which yeah. I found interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. I, I I have to, you know, just kind of slap myself in the face every now and then because I get so negative on politicians. Then I have to say, wait a minute, we live in America. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. And, mm-hmm. you, and even England, look at the joke England is today. Mm-hmm. The Great Britain, the prime prime minister, she was there there for three days. Six weeks. They've had three prime ministers in two years. 
So, you know, wow. politics all over the world is, is pretty silly. Ours is silly, but it's not as silly as every place else, so I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> okay, well, good morning. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. We enjoyed your company. Have a wonderful weekend. We're going to go to Frank, who's calling us from Jupiter Farms, and uh, Hank, hang on, I'll be right with you. Good morning. How you doing, Frank? Hey, good morning, Nancy. Um, I got two quick, um, one a remark and the other is a question. Um, several years ago, I too felt trapped to drive all the way to Pahokee for a supposed car they had there waiting for us. And as we got there, they said, of course, we just sold it. I'm looking around, well, can you show me what I drove, you know, this 100 miles for? No, they drove it away. And But we got other ones we can show you. And I said, no, I don't think so. Uh-huh. And we, what we were supposed to do just got in the car and left. But what my real question is, I sent um, you guys a, a picture from the TV news the other day. Yes, and I, I got, I got that. Again. Jonathan is going to going to put that on. Okay. Yeah, Go ahead, Frank. Um, and, and and again, Nancy, I I got to say you told me so, and I think about that like every single month with the payments to the Toyota I co-signed for my son. Yikes. But um, I I got a 2020 Toyota you know, truck, and I noticed I'm on the news. That truck is losing its um, catalytic converters because Toyota is nice enough to put a lot more precious metals in than the other dealers, and it's up high. So here's my question. Is there something, and something maybe even your dealership might be able to install, kind of like a prevention, and the guy's getting in and cutting it off? Well, Frank, um, interestingly, uh, and, and also unfortunately, this week, um, our dealership was the, vi- the was the victim of a catalytic converter theft. On, uh, on Monday, we got hit earlier in the week, we got hit with a Tundra and a 4Runner, and then we got hit again um, um, just the other day. Um, so when we looked at the... Um, they they go into the high lift vehicles like the four like the SUVs and the and the Tundras because number one it's easier to get under there and and do the do, and, and saw the thing out and also there's there's a lot more platinum and, and precious metals and in a larger vehicle's catalytic converter, um, but they use these very high power saws like when we examine the area under the vehicle there's not even shavings of metal I mean it's like a diamond cutter, and so we had discussed like cages or things like that that could be but it that type of thing could be sawed through with the equipment. Um, what we're doing is just we're now we're corralling all the vehicles to interior portions of the dealership and, um, and maintaining as much vig- vigilance as we can, but it's, it's out of control now. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, the um, interesting <laughs> thing about this, there was a big wave of this back about 95, 96 yep. when thousands of cars got hit with their catalytic converters being stolen and the authorities, the government came down and said, okay, well, all these scrap yards and the, the metal recyclers, when they received catalytic converters, they were told you had to have proof of where this came from or you weren't allowed to buy it. And for many years, that whole theft ring dried up. And apparently now something has happened where somebody found a uh, an avenue, a, a, a place to sell these and now all of a sudden it's become a big business again, stealing these catalytic well, converters for resale. It's probably more the cost of the uh, rare, rare earth metals that's probably caused the, uh, the run now because yeah. sure. they peaked all-time all high now. Right, but you, you've got to find someone that can do the refining yeah, to get I, those metals out of those catalytic converters. Yeah, I understand what you're and saying. So you got all these guys are just running around there. They pull out a simple battery-powered Sawzall 
that now are super compact. These things, these saws are tiny, <clears throat> and they can roll up underneath the vehicle and cut through those exhaust pipes in two spots in about a minute to two minutes. Yeah. And that cat is in their hands, and they're out of there. Mm. I heard that they get about th- the thief gets about three thousand per catalytic converter, and they can do about ten in a night. And so that's a pretty hefty uh, three thousand dollars per. Okay, well, thanks, Frank. That's uh, that's interesting information. It's not that Wow. Oh. One last question: Does the insurance cover that? Yes, uh, but what we have found lately is a lot of the insurance companies are not directing you to the dealership to replace the actual full pipe. They're usually trying to send you to the smaller muffler shops, where they will simply install a weld-in aftermarket catalytic converter. Right that oftentimes is not the best quality. So you may want to be uh, really pushing, if it, if you're the victim of it, push your insurance company that they've got to replace what, what, it with a what, factory what, part. What is, what is, do you consider not a good Cadillac well, converter? One that uh, doesn't get all poisons. the pollution out of the air? Well, one that will all of a sudden fail in about six to eight months, maybe a year. What happens if they fail? And suddenly you've got check, check engine them. lights coming on in your okay. car. And you okay. got a new one. Hey, here's interestingly the same phenomenon that has led to the, 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 the demand in, by thieves to steal these things is also causing a bigger problem on the other side after it's stolen because you can't replace these things now. So we were quoted um, two years originally on the replacement of these catalytic converters. And that means we had two uh, cars. Wow. Now we made, Mark made a bunch of noise, and we got up there. We got one replaced right away, and we have another one that's coming in next month. But there's, it's, the supply chain issue is if somebody steals your catalytic converter, it's going to take a long time before you can find a replacement for one. And, Stu, you mentioned $3,000 catalytic converter. And that was just in conversation, okay. yeah. How about two? Two, I'll, I'll give you Because that's what they're taking, two. So that's $6,000 oh, yeah. a night if they're only hitting one I know, truck. I know they're hitting about 10 a night. That's what the cops told us. Yeah, but so, I mean, even if they were let's know, talk about slow be, moving. Let's talk and about it was bagels just, next. They're more interesting than who? Cadillac. Bagels. Bagels. more interesting than Cadillac converters. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm changing bagels. my job description. Okay, guys, uh, you got the number. I know that. So I don't know whether I should repeat it again or not. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> Ciao, Frank. Uh, 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, your anonymous feedback. I, I know that Stu's got a bunch and Rick's got some uh, YouTubes for us, but we're staying with the phones. And we're going to talk to Hank and uh, Jerry out there in West Palm Beach. Hang on. Hi, good morning. Hey, hey, good morning, Hank. Hank, is this Hank who we were talking to earlier this week? Yes, it is. How are you? Okay, great. Our phones have been so busy, we didn't have a chance to kind of read the preview, but since we got you on the phone, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind just giving a little summary to our listeners, if you no, hang on a second. Uh, so Hank contacted us. He was listening to our radio show recently, and he, he contact, contacted us because he had a terrible experience uh, with getting his 72 Cadillac um, Eldorado mm. restored. Um, so he brought it to a, a body shop in Boynton Beach, and I'll just uh, summarize it real quick. Um, but he wanted to get in there. It had rust. He wanted to take care of the rust, get the motor running. Overall, just get it in tip-top shape. So over several attempts to get this done, more problems were were, were, were created by this body shop. Um, they just, uh, The car is almost destroyed, almost to the point of vandalism. He says the convertible top, which is floss, was torn. They put in mismatched carpet. 
They flooded the trunk, painted over existing rust instead of uh, properly removing it. The seat belt ends were tucked under the seat. Um, they didn't even attach the, the rear seat to the floor of the car. Um, and he's had no luck of getting legal help. And Tell so, him about the two by four to keep the battery in place. This yeah, is insane. This is crazy. So um, they secured the battery in, in the engine compartment with wood two by fours painted black. And so I haven't any, heard anything this outrageous. I think the entire time that we've 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 done the show. Yeah. And so that was your introduction, Hank. And I know that you're concerned um, about identifying the body shop on on this show. We we name names, uh, the 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 company names, the employee names. So feel free to um, to speak freely. Just don't Thank curse. Thank you very much uh, for all of your attention. <laughs> the name of the uh, body shop is J and S Automotive in Boynton Beach, owned by Tom McCord. And um, like you said, I took the car into him, and without repeating uh, the things you just mentioned, uh, in, in addition, when they worked on the motor, the project also was to get the motor running, like, uh, like you said, in tip-top shape. Uh, I don't know how they got the car back to my house, but I couldn't even get the car started, and Tom came over personally to uh, try to start the car. He couldn't get it started, and he had to tow it back for phase two of the repairs. And uh, long story short, uh, when he brought it back after the second time, uh, there was a horizontal slit in the convertible top and and more issues uh, than, than there were going in. Uh, for example, um, I, I had one of those mobile repair guys uh, come out to my house to try to at least get the engine running, and he took the uh, filter lid off the top of the uh, engine there, and um, the there's a valve, I guess, or something in the carburetor. Um, he said they were held open by with twisties, you know, that you use on your bread oh, package. Geez. And um, so at any rate, the, I spent probably two days calling at least 15 different lawyers, and I just got passed on and passed on and passed on. And finally, the last lawyer in Fort Lauderdale, uh, he gave me some advice, and he said thanks to the lobbyist, lobbyist uh, in Tallahassee, um, representing the car dealerships and the big um, car repair shops, uh, they've made it such that the consumer has absolutely zero, zero, zero recourse in getting anything fixed that happened at the repair shop. And um, so here I am high and dry. I'm out over $13,000, and the car literally, uh, like Stu said, is in worse shape than when it went in. Um, they they stored part of the parts in the car on the floor of the uh, car you know on the carpet there was nothing wrong with the carpet and they re, they they tore out the old carpet okay which was in perfect shape and i've got pictures of before and after and they put in new carpeting that doesn't match the same color as the original carpeting because on those cars the the carpeting comes up on the door at the bottom like about 8 inches mm -hmm. or so so I have two different colors of carpeting in the car, and um, the texture's different, the color's different, everything else. And um, without repeating what uh, Stu said, uh, they never refastened the seatbelts down to the floor. Uh, they never refastened the back seat down to the floor. And had the, the guy's lucky, and Tom McCord is lucky, because had he brought the car back running, okay, the first time, the first time he worked on the car, if it was drivable, he would have put myself and any passenger's life in danger um, by us not knowing that the front seat belts were never uh, fastened back to the floor, neither were the back seat belts, and neither was the whole back seat at all. Um, but getting back to representation, I, I'm just, I'm SOL, 
You know, I have no recourse. I don't know who to talk, turn to. I don't know what to do. Hank, and you mentioned. Like I said, I'm out 13 You mentioned you had some, some pictures. I, I, was, I need help. I yeah. Need some, I was, you, if you've taken a lot of pictures, I mean, just to document the, um, you know, like hopefully yes. some before and after stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I had this feeling going in, you know, you hear all these consumer pro, uh, problems with other issues, you know, in life. So I, I took pictures of the car inside and out, front to back, top to bottom, good, and everything good. I'm saying is documented. Good. So, I mean, it's true that, you know, the, the car dealer lobby in Florida has enormous power, and um, and we see that a lot in the lack of enforcement of, of laws. But I, I don't know if that, that if it's true that you have no recourse. I mean, you clearly have a well-documented case of damage to your property. property. If you took the vehicle home, like, if we if we repair a car improperly and we cause and they get into an accident and somebody gets injured severely or died, we're on the we're, we're on the hook. There's 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 definitely um, there's definitely recourse. Now I mentioned to you in, in my message um, we have a, a, an attorney that we've worked with for for decades and he's he's out of town. He was in Portugal, <laughs> but he's back this weekend. So I'm I'm talking to him on Monday and I'm going to go over this with him and see if he can't refer somebody for me um, for you um, that I can that I can tell you because I can't believe something like this is that I mean maybe it's because the amount of damages relatively isn't that large. In, in this grand scheme of things, things right. but it does it does exceed I think the small claims court value. Um, so you yes. could get an actual besides arbitration if you wanted to push it. Hank, what was the what was the television station you called the Consumer Investigative Reporter? Twelve. Which one? That was Channel Twelve. I called okay. Channel Twelve here yeah. in West Palm Beach. Have you tried Channel uh, Five you know, or Channel? Like a, ahead, I'm sorry. Have you tried uh, Channel Five, the NBC affiliate? There. Uh, uh, they're pretty good. Another one, uh, uh, Channel 10, uh, WPLG, they're Fort Lauderdale area, but that might be too far. Uh, it, to me, it's an, an interesting uh, case. I, I think that the what they've done, it, it isn't just like you had a car that you took to the body shop and they messed it up. You had right. a, 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 a cherished vehicle. Your first, you, you bought that new, didn't you, Hank? No, no, I, I, I bought the car used. Yes. Uh, the person who had it before me was a Shriner, and he used it, you know, in Shriner parades and stuff. Yeah, so, so uh, And I bought the car about 30 years ago. Okay, so and it's a, it, uh, yeah. to this day, the car has only 88,000 miles on it. Nice. it. It was basically, you know, inside it was flawless. The conver convertible yeah. top was flawless. Yeah. The end, I let the car sit for two years. Yeah. So it got a little bit of rust on it, you know, around the edges, and, um, and the engine wouldn't, wouldn't start. And uh, one additional thing is this Tom McCord at JNS Automotive. He charged me over $300 to travel to the Carolinas, supposedly, to get a new trunk lid, okay? He brings back this new trunk lid, okay? He puts it on the car and he paints the car. The new trunk lid that he installed had a slanted karate chop-like dent in it about eight inches long. And oh. that's the way he hands me this new trunk, trunk lid that I had yeah. to pay for, in addition to over $300 in fuel for him to supposedly go get the uh, trunk lid in the Carolinas. I, I mean, this is just... You know, I've been used and abused and yeah. taken advantage of. Uh, well, Hank, Hank, you did. Hank, on you're now on live radio. You're talking about the company, and we are too. Yeah, please repeat our, the name. Our attorney will be in back shortly, and he will call you, and you can talk to him about legal action. I also suggest that you try WPTV Channel 5. Uh, I will call them. 
It is a very oh, inter- it's an, to me. It's interesting. I I mean, it, it, let's face it. The TV stations they like stuff that's going to you know uh, make their station popular. And I think you have a very interesting story. So uh, try them. Yeah. Uh, we'll have our attorney call you in just a few days. And uh, next week, hopefully, we'll have some uh, positive result resol- resolution to this for you. But yeah. I I agree with you. it's a terrible thing they did. Thank you very much. Sorry I took so long, but this has been a two-year ordeal. And oh, yeah. No, Hank, uh, we, we're here at Earl Stewart on Cars. We thank you for calling okay, well, in, for sharing this with us, because you just don't know how many people we reach every Saturday morning, and you've helped so many. And I do have to tell you, whenever Earl and I both sat down and read this message from you, I had to read it twice. I just, I couldn't wrap my head around every single thing that happened to you and what you said, used, abused, uh, whatever adjective, you know, you want to use, but where there's a will, there's a way. And this is going to take patience and you are going to be the winner. I hope so. And thank you very much for all of your help and your time. You're quite welcome. And I'm going to give you a call on Monday after I talk to our lawyer. Thank you, everybody. Take care. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Uh, we are going to go to uh, Fritz in West Palm Beach. And uh, Steve, hang on. We'll be right with you. Good morning, Fritz. Yes, good morning. Um, I have a question. If I want to, I'm trying to pick up a purchasing a vehicle, um, private sale from someone. And um, I want I want to know how do I go about getting the car driven legally on the road from from point A to point B without having, you know, the cops stop me. Because the DMV, in the past, they used to give you, like, a temporary tag. If you showed them insurance, they would give you a temporary tag so you can, you know, drive a car on the road. They yes. don't do that anymore. And basically, well, I want to know how, how do I go about doing, doing that if I purchase a car from someone, private sale. Okay, I can tell you what to do there. Um, well, um, first of all, uh, the temporary tags, uh, dealers do that, and they print them right there at the dealership. But, but he's talking about a private I individual. Know. Oh, I know. Private sellers don't um, um, don't have the ability to, to do that. If um, they give you a temporary tag, you're in trouble because right. they're not supposed to have it. Yeah. So you'd be in worse trouble getting a temporary tag from a private individual. Right. So you're allowed to, when you purchase a car, um, make sure you get insured right away. So you'll have the VIN number and the information from the vehicle and get in touch with your insurance um, company and get this, the insurance transferred to that vehicle before you drive it away. So you do that on your cell phone from the from the place where you're buying it. And then you have to have a, a bill of sale, just something uh, showing that you uh, purchased the vehicle from the owner, make sure all the relevant information is on it. Um, you'll if, if you get pulled over on the way to the tag uh, collector's office to register it, um, you can show them that and show them that the vehicle is insured and you'll have documentation. And of course, the most important thing is a paid off title to the car. Yes. So uh, you might have more trouble than just the police stopping you because you don't have a yeah. registration. But you won't find out that later. You might, yeah, you <laughs> might find out that uh, the guy that sold to the car didn't own it. So be sure that you have a legitimate title before yes. you give him any money. Right, exactly. So um, either uh, proof that there's no liens on the car and um, or a physical title. They can have a copy of that to hand to you when you purchase it and it's signed over to you. But to answer the main question, if, as you're driving across town to get the vehicle registered, um, you shouldn't. don't worry about that as long as you have a proof that you just purchased it, some documentation, and have it insured. Okay, so the, so the, 
So the car is not going to have any tag on it. So if I, God forbid, I get stopped, if I show the cops, the, the, you know, the proof of the purchase and all that, will they? Is that okay? Yes. Okay, okay. Right. As long as you're not driving around it for for months, you're going to the uh, tag no. uh, the tag agency, um, the tax collector's office to to register the vehicle. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to get it from. Basically, I wouldn't even go to the tax collector's office. I'll just try to get it home in my yard and go from there. But anyway, okay. Um, thank, thanks for the advice. It's good advice, and that's I'll keep that in mind. And I think that that can work. All right. Thanks. You're Rick. welcome. Give us a call okay, again. Uh, we're going to go care. straight to Steve, who's holding in Jupiter. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Quick question for you guys. You've helped us out in the past. On our cars, a fog forms on the inside of the front windshield, and we've tried to clean it off with Windex, without with just paper, with vinegar, and it's on all three of our vehicles: a Ford, a Honda, and a Mercury. And does any and we and when the sun hits it early in the morning, especially, you can't even see where you're going like a film on the inside of the, the front windshield any suggestions as to getting that film off what to use i'm i'm guessing you mean it's condensation no film i know exactly <clears throat> i i have the same thing sometimes it has to do with dust and uh, salt and 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 it, it, it forms a film like a grime on hmm. the inside on of the, the inside. Car. Yeah. oh yeah i know exactly yeah, yeah. and yeah. it looks it looks like it's fogged yeah, yeah. It, it is it a bit looks, of condensation it, it and like film. Has, Here's the only it thing. It looks like it has an oily. Right. I I I it's could like be it, it could be residue from a cleaning, um, like maybe a, a a poor cleaning. That happened in my car. It was driving me crazy. It looked like it was like it was fogging up, and I just took a paper towel and I just uh, rubbed it, and I, it, it rubbed clean. You know, it, it took a little elbow grease, elbow grease, but I, I suspect it's. Um, Maybe it's a combination of humidity, dust, dirt, and it just builds up. But here, it's, it's here this is Colonel Google just called me. All right. And Colonel yeah. Google said, uh, how do I get the film off the inside of my windshield? And they say, um, what's happening and why vehicle interiors create the ideal atmosphere for building up film on the inside of windows? Cigarette smoke, condensation, and dust blend in a closed hot interior to form a cloud that eventually coats the windows. The hotter the weather, the quicker the film builds builds up. So uh, that, that's basically what uh, you have. And, the, and a, a quality glass cleaner, they say, will do away with uh, no. spots and film. We have tried Honda glass cleaner, regular Windex, uh, vinegar, all different kinds of paper cleaning products. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't come off. It, it moves around, mm-hmm. uh, and it gets streaky, but uh, my wife and I have both, you know. We, but anyway, I, I've seen it on, on all three of our cars, and I, for years it's been a battle with it. But I, I, thought, I didn't think you'd probably have, get this call, solved. It's a weird thing. Uh, I, but it's, we've tried all that stuff you said, but I, we'll, we'll just keep working on it. Yeah. If you spend the, we've spent like some days thirty minutes cleaned it like going through like just gobs of paper towels and cleaning agents. Mm, I experienced the same thing. And it did seem to like smear it around, but I was able to get yeah. clear spots with the with the elbow grease and a dry paper towel. I didn't squirt anything because I didn't mm-hmm. have yeah. anything there. Yeah, and Steve, I have the so same that's... thing. I have uh, every morning. I have the same thing. My car's parked in a garage. 
So there's um, a, a whole lot that you can apply to that, uh, that problem, and it has a heck of a lot to do with your location. It has a heck of a lot to do with the weather. It has a lot to do with if you're living around a lot of construction. There's The list is endless. Yeah. If well, you, we'll just keep working on it. If you go to Google, you can spend uh, 20 minutes reading solutions, by the way. And we're so not even talking to Saharan. Alcohol, I mean, you dust. name it. <laughs> yeah. So now that's one we haven't tried, rubbing alcohol. Try rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or scotch. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Don't, don't waste your scotch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um, okay. I do have one suggestion just came in on YouTube. Uh, Robert yeah. Prophet says, try using car polish on the inside of the windows. Mm. Uh, like wax or, or good old Yeah, like, like a normal car wax. Yeah, I, let's go with the alcohol first. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I like this because that polish would be hard to get off. But that's, a, that's something I have not thought of is the polish, so... Anyway, I appreciate it. We'll try. That'll give us two more things to try. Alcohol. And, and let us know. And if the go. polish doesn't work, <laughs> and if the polish doesn't work, we'll get out the good alcohol. All right. <laughs> or let's either way, please. Or maybe right, vinegar and water. Uh, Mark Smith is recommending vinegar and water a, a weak mix. Uh, yeah. That's, a gray goose goes nope. a long way. That's what I'd call that. A hey, weak uh, Steve, thank you. Tried the vinegar thing. That didn't work. But okay, I'll, I'll, we'll try alcohol and then the polish. I like the idea of that polish. Maybe. <laughs> Thanks for the call, okay. Steve. Thank you. Bye now. <laughs> Okie dokie. We're going to stay with the phones. What do you think of that? 877-960-9960. Texas, 772-497-6530. We are going to get to the text sooner or later and the YouTube. Right now, we're going to go to Boca, where Doug is waiting. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. I'm drinking my coffee, and I feel a little foggy, too. What do I do for <laughs> Visine. Use the Visine. Uh, a little less alcohol last night. <laughs> so I have a question. I, I called the Toyota representative about the, um, the deposit I put on the Toyota GR circuit, and, and I asked him, you know, the status of it. And he says, well... He says, you probably won't be even hearing from it until next year, maybe March or April. And he, he says that they've been, they're not going to make them anymore. So they made 1,500 of this particular model. And he said, that'll be it. And I go, what? So I don't know if you guys heard anything about that. Uh, yeah, we know it was. I didn't actually hear the official that it wasn't going to be produced, but we always knew it was a very low production, uh, you know, model, and um, didn't expect it to last as long as it did. This, the car first came out as a Scion FRS, and then they switched it to, to the the. To, oh, you're talking about the Corolla, right? Yeah, it's uh, the Corolla GR. I, th- I was thinking, I thought you said GR86. Um, that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay, I'm sorry, I was, I was talking about the wrong model, which is also a very limited uh, sort of thing. The, the GR86, the GR Corolla, it's that, that's for the listeners. That's kind of like that um, rally car that they put out. It's a fast Corolla, 50,000, um, three-cylinder little, right? Isn't that what it is, a three-cylinder? Yeah, uh, Randy Deppens at our shop has got one on order he's trying to get hold of. Yeah, so they take so long to, to get in, and I, I, you, that's news to me that they're just they're making this one run and stopping. Yeah, but anyhow... Um, I, I know, um, one of my best friends is, is best friends with the owner of 
showing you a little of Hollywood, and, and I said, Zach, can you make sure that he doesn't, you know, give me sticker shock and mark it up by 10 grand or whatever? And he says, yeah, I'll talk to him and make sure he doesn't do that. Right. Go, really? Craig Zinn is not gonna is not gonna mark up your car. That's that's great news. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my best friends uh, is, has been friends with him for a, for a long time, and his father too. So yeah. Well, I, well, I, I knew I knew his father. His father was, uh, you know, he was the original dealer there. He used to be uh, on the board of directors of a bank in uh, in Miami. So uh, yeah, with the whole Zen family, we know, we know him. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for your show. Thank you, Doug. Thanks for the sunrise. I wasn't able to see it today, but I can watch it now. Because you were foggy. (laughs) Thank you, Doug. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Uh, Hello to the family. Okay. Uh, I uh, think that we are going to get to... uh, We're going to go to Stu. We're going to go to Rick. Yeah, go to me. Because I got, I, I've been wanting to read Emery's uh, text, and she's probably been waiting all morning. Uh, Emery says, "Good morning. Vehicles are still in short supply. And if dealers don't have any inventory on the lot, how can potential customers take a test drive to see if a vehicle is a good fit before they make the decision to buy a vehicle? I want to know if the vehicle provides enough headroom and legroom. Are the seats comfortable? I want to know if the driver's seat has enough adjustments so short drivers can see over the hood, or they need a cushion or two." Consumer reports can tell me if a vehicle specifications will meet my needs for cargo capacity, fuel efficiency, and reliability, but only a test drive can tell me if the vehicle actually fits me. How does a wannabe customer get a test drive nowadays? Well, I get an idea. Well, um, here's some breaking news. And I don't, in, the, in the current automotive news, believe it or not, you won't believe it, Stu, uh, the uh, day of supply now nationally for new cars is 45 days. So... Uh, You'd never know it uh, to I look at it. our lot or a lot of lo- lots around here, but uh, the it is good news for the consumer. I think what's happening again, it's not localized because we don't see it locally, but uh, locally by I mean uh, South Florida. I, well, I, I can can believe it because I know it's not that they're they're getting a supply of cars; they're just holding on to them and, and selling them. But they're holding on to more. So the point yeah. being, uh, if they're holding on to more, then maybe the cars aren't Eventually as high priced. It's as, an indicator of what's yeah, coming down yeah, the road, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so we're saying a typical day supply is like 60 days, so 45 days is almost normal. Yeah. And that's... Uh, we always ran around a 40 day supply, yeah, 45 day supply. Yeah. Um, but to answer Emery's question, um, f- uh, find a, uh, there are cars on lots, like Earl just mentioned. So that 45 day supply is car speak for saying there's more cars on lots. Yeah. And... Um, Find the car on the lot, drive but it. don't buy it, and drive it, right. drive it, and then do your... And uh, then come to us. And then, <laughs> then, then, well, yeah, then you have to decide, no, this is really where you do it. You're absolutely right about driving the car. Drive the car, if at all possible, and then shop around for the best price, and uh, you're, you're going to be paying uh, more than you will six months from now. Yeah, and you know, I've been asked that question a lot, Anne-Marie, and there's a number of reasons that you want to go out you think you're just going to waste your time Mm-mm. not going to waste your time drive around and see if you can find that vehicle well maybe you can call maybe they'll tell you the truth i don't know but i'll tell you what the main complaint that i hear from the calls that i get is geez i should have driven that car the front seat is killing my back can you believe that it's the truth rick i just an oddball thought but 
uh, you might check with some local rental car companies and see if they have that model of car as one of their available vehicles. Great idea. Rent yeah. it for a day for and drive it for a whole day. I mean, the problem is they'll get, they'll get you on the rental. Uh, everybody's short of cars. Rental car companies are short. Mm-hmm. Leasing companies, uh, car dealers, used car dealers, everything's short. And uh, you know, it's, you're, you're going to pay. You're going to pay for the uh, convenience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I talked about this on the show uh, a month ago. Our, our mystery shopper. Uh, a very intelligent, very sharp uh, lady. Uh, she had to have a car, and she wanted to buy a Toyota, and uh, and uh, and she needed it right away. So we gave her our price, which is the lowest price because we sell our cars at MSRP out the door plus tax and tag. And uh, she had to have the car, so she couldn't wait. She wanted to order the car through us. It would have taken her six months or longer. So she went to another Toyota dealer. They had one stock, and she made several thousand dollars over sticker. And that was a choice we all have to make. How bad do you need that new car? How bad do you need the used car? And, of course, what's your net worth? I mean, can you afford to do it? We'll have to pay her more for mystery shops now. Yeah. Um, Bob came in with a couple of comments here going all the way back to the beginning of the show um, when I came in we were talking about the oil change question um, that was called in uh, Bob suggested it's possible the tech keyed in the wrong code for the type of oil I, I didn't hear most of that story but that's uh, Rick, Rick is grimacing so Bob no that's not the case um, I, I find that unlikely because like at our shop we have three choices of oil. One is our conventional 5W30 yeah, fossil yeah. oil. And there's a 0W. Zero 0W20 zero synthetic and 0W16 <clears throat> synthetic. Yeah. And that, that's it. So, that's it. But all of those oils are supplied by Toyota to our dealership. Right. So In bulk. Okay. Um, on squeaky wiper blades, uh, Bob solved his issue by an application, and you're going to love this, Dad. Rainex, no more squeaking. Love mm. Rainex. So he- I started to say before. I think that windshield wipers should be obsolete. There's got to be a better way. I mean, stop and think about it. You have a visibility problem. It's foggy. It's rainy. Such a primitive. And so what do you do? You have this black thing that goes back and forth in front of you. You might as well have your arm outside the window. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a better way to clear a windshield in snow and what if we What if you superheated windshields? Hmm? What if they superheated the windshield? Well, there's got to be an answer. I mean, just like tires. Tires are stupid. I mean, there's got to become up something better than tires, something better than windshield wipers. So all you geniuses out there, come up with an invention. Become a billionaire. Bob also contributed this. Um, The film on the windshields are mostly, and now you Googled this, but he says they're mostly caused by the sun radiating down on the vinyl dashes, chemical reactions of sun, UV, and heat on vinyl causes an outgassing which deposits on on the glass. Yeah. And that makes me feel very, very uncomfortable in my car. Well, I'll tell you mm-hmm. one thing. Whoever knows how to fix it, Stu's got the problem, Nancy's got the problem, i got a problem, and Rick and Jonathan, I think everybody has that problem with a film. So well, I don't have the problem. I solved the problem. Okay, good. I'm going to patent it, and okay. I clean my windshield there, we'll inside talk. and outside every single morning. We'll talk about that. But, we'll, but we'll you never drive your car. <laughs> Pardon me? But you never drive your car. Well, I don't think that <laughs> that's that an accurate statement. She wants to drive your car. We're going to wait for Nancy's Tesla to <laughs> Who, get here. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Whose Nancy, car? Miss Nancy's car. 
Um, we have one uh, text from Jonathan Walton, quick before we get to the Mystery Shopping Report. Uh, he says, Toyota is making cars as they are ordered. Are the cars the same quality as always, or is the rush to make cars creating less than perfect automobiles? That's a misperception. Toyota hasn't changed the way they're making cars. Um, they're just making less. Um, when we say we're ordering cars, those aren't orders going directly to the factory being made to order. Uh, it's basically kind of like a hand raiser when the car that's produced with your um, to your specifications because we match that to the order, so they're not making custom orders. Now, I, I say something going on in general about car manufacture. As the cars become more and more complex and more and more requirements on emissions and safety and also huge competition trying to make my car cooler than your car, they'll come more com complicated they get, uh, the more problems you have. And so if you look at the, I, I, I look at the J.D. Power 100-day survey the other day, and I was shocked at some of the quality cars that were having a lot of complaints on cars. And the complaints, a lot of times, are just, you know, I, I don't know how to do this. I can't turn this on. I, I mean, complication causes problems. I have one more text I would like to get to. Um, comes in from, and I don't have a name. This, the Goodyear Tire uh, Official Store always sells, this is in Miami, by the way, the Goodyear Tire Store in Miami always sells people other brand tires, telling them it's a Goodyear sister company. Same price as Goodyear. I caught them, and I left a review on Google. Should I report to Goodyear directly? Now, I don't know Google of Goodyear has, like, sub-brands. Like, do you know this, Rick? If you went to a Goodyear tire store, do they sell other brands other than Goodyear? I don't think so. I, I, I can't see how you would get away with that, and... We used to have a guy that tells us, oh, yeah, these these uh, Petrotelli tires, <clears throat> they're made by Michelin, but they're just, the. it's uh, like, well, if they were made by Michelin, like the they'd be line. Michelin tires. Okay, so to answer My your question, opinion. Mr. Texter, yeah, if you want to take the time to, to go ahead and contact the Goodyear company and let them know that there's a store that might be breaking the rules, that's uh, that would be a nice thing to do. And that's it. Okay. All mystery right. shopping report. We have a mystery shopping report to get to. And um, that is from Essential Ford. That's in Stewart, Florida. And as I always say, you are an important part of the Mystery Shopping Report. You can text uh, your grade for this Mystery Shopper <coughs> Shopping Report at 772-497-6530. Now, back to the recovering car dealer. Uh, for people not familiar with Florida, Stewart, Florida is uh, north of, uh, way north of Miami. It's north of Palm Beach County and Martin County on the east coast of Florida. Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T. No relation. No relation. Sometime during the pandemic, John Stalupi Jr. bought Advantage Ford Stewart. Uh, John Stalupi Sr. been around for a long time. He had dealerships in Palm Beach County uh, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, uh, Jr. <coughs> Uh, and now is uh, kind of run on the show. He's my age. And, uh, hmm? He's my age. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, bought Advantage Ford Stewart and renamed it Essential Ford Stewart. We think the changeover occurred sometime between December 2020 and March 2021. There's a huge amount of changing hands of car dealerships. Car dealerships are being bought and sold at a record pace, and possibly because the profits to car dealers are at a record pace. John Sloopy Jr. is a very rich son of a very rich guy, very colorful, long-time sort of acquaintance of mine. Uh, as I say, I knew him when he had Palm Beach Toyota uh, in uh, Okeechobee Boulevard, uh, I believe it was, and, uh, and then out on Military Trail. 
And uh, he's been around a long time. Uh, based in New York, he started out many, many years ago in New York uh, in a Honda motorcycle uh, uh, place. I think he did. Uh, he started. Uh, he, was a, he was an auto mechanic. I auto see. mechanic. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, John Sloopy has been around a long, long time. Uh, didn't even know he bought this uh, dealership in uh, Stewart, Florida, the Ford dealership. Uh, the Superstore Auto Group, that's the name of his group, large auto group, by the way. They're up in, I think in their top 10, yeah. maybe at least the top 20 uh, auto groups in the country. He had the biggest, um, when he went into the Vegas market, he had, the, I think it was the biggest Hyundai store in the world. He, oh. he built it as that before he even opened, <laughs> but yeah. then he, came, he, he yeah. became very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, in Las Vegas? In Las Vegas. Yeah. He sold it. He sold it, um, I think, last year. Yeah. Uh, there are acquisition uh, fee picking up dealerships in Southeast Florida at a rapid clip. In addition to Advantage Ford, sometimes in 2002, uh, 2020, Sloopy's group bought Delray Hyundai uh, Genesis. I, I didn't know that. And Delray Acura. I didn't know that. In January of this year. Sloopy's expansion plans hit a snag a couple of months ago when the city of Delray Beach voted not to rezone parcels he planned to develop into a dealership and uh, uh, it's, it's unusual for Delray uh, not to do it they have a lot of dealerships it was a split decision a, it was, I was reading the, 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 the report about it yeah. and some of the commissioners saying well yeah we know that there's lots of um, car dealerships here we know that the residents when they moved here they knew they were moving right next to a commercial zone district mm -hmm. but we don't need any more yeah. well Boca Raton won't allow car dealerships Jupiter only has one so there are communities you know, just don't like car dealers yeah. I mean a lot of people don't like car dealers I'm glad there's no car I don't like car dealers I'm glad there's none in Jupiter. <laughs> a common theme in our mystery shopping reports is the phenomenon of dealership change in ownership. Change in ownership means huge changes in all aspects of a dealership. Sometimes a new owner cleans house, replaces a large number of employees with his own people. Sometimes they keep almost everyone except senior management. I guess there's not... It's hard to say. I mean, we have a situation of, of the Arrigo dealerships where the Morgan Group bought out the Arrigo dealerships, what, two years ago? Yeah. And nothing's changed. Uh, yeah. We thought it had changed, but apparently they've even kept the Arrigo brothers doing the commercials, and we mystery shopped them. It doesn't seem to be any different. So yeah. uh, it depends on who's buying and who's selling. When Advantage Ford became Essential Ford, we mystery shopped them and they did terribly. We gave them a D plus, a D minus, but uh, we said we'd be back under after the new management had time to settle in and get comfortable. So we did. We sent Agent Lightning back to Essential Ford to give them a shot at redemption and a better grade. Here's a report as if I were, were Agent Lightning. I arrived around dinner time, observed uh, three salespeople sit, uh, sitting on high chairs. <laughs> like, like babies with sippy cups. Yeah. That's what I pictured when she wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> Just inside the front door. That's where you can see the lot, I guess. That's not a bad idea. Uh, usually the, the, the boss sits up in a high stool, high chair, so he can see everything going on. Um, looks like they were sheltering from the cold while they waited for customers to show up. For the edification of our listeners outside of Florida, 
we had a front come in uh, this week and temperatures dropped, you're going to get this to the 60s. We're shivering. We're freezing to death down here. So it's, uh, this is cold. It's just funny. I, I've lived here all my life, and people laugh at me from up north because it drops to 50, and I, I'm wearing a jacket and a sweater. I was, I was wearing a sweater to work this week. Exactly, yeah. One salesman stood up and met me halfway and asked if there was something he could help me with on Agent Lightning. I asked if he had any new four edges in stock. He said he believed so. So then walked over to other salespeople and said something I couldn't make out. One of the other salesmen stood up, approached me, and asked me to follow him to the desk. I followed him, and he said he needed to get my information before we could do anything else. He also explained that the man who greeted me was waiting on a sales appointment, so that's why he couldn't help me. We sat at a desk on the side of the showroom and asked me questions and entered my answers in his computer. He offered to show me uh, an edge in the showroom to see if it's uh, the one I like. We walked over there. It sounds like they have some cars, so it kind of goes to what I said earlier. Surprisingly, inventories are starting to build. Uh, the Monroney label, the MSRP, the official federal mandated sticker, and the addendum were both laminated and lying on the front seat. The MSRP was 42000 895 the addendum added a $1,599 essential protection package. I love that. That gives you wheel locks, mud guards, mud guards. <laughs> I mean, isn't that old fashioned? I mean, mud guards, door edge, and cu- what's a cup guard? Okay, that's not for the cup holder that's in the, where, in the handle or where the, the, the depression behind the handle. Like if you wear rings, uh, it happens a lot with ladies. Um, if they oh. it scratches the pla- Never uh, so it protects that cup little area. And window tent. Uh, it also added Resistol <laughs> for $399. And Vintage, boy, Vintage is one of the oldest. It's been around for a long time, Vintage, for $199. That's where they take a... Uh, a little mask, and then you paint some acid and, on the yeah. window, and it costs max. Not the, the salesperson does it. Yeah, the salesperson can do it for, you don't even pay the salesperson anything. Well, that's the FNI goes, all right, do, go etch the car. And yeah, go etch. All right. Okay, Stolope Jr.'s list price for all this was $45,092 after you added the uh, extras that we just talked about. I told him I liked this model. The salesman excused himself to get the key. He asked me if I minded driving a burgundy one he had outside. said, no, that was fine. We walked out to the vehicle. I got a decent presentation, and uh, we took it for a test drive. We came back to the dealership, parked. Salesman asked me what I thought. I said I liked the car, but I didn't like the hand-ons. I saw the addendum. He replied by telling me the VIN, standing for Vehicle Identification Number, the VIN Edge, would save me money on my car insurance. I don't believe that. I don't think so. I, I know that when you sign up for car insurance, yeah. they, they want to know of any um, anti-theft protection, so you can tell them that. I think, you know, a long time ago, I think it did, because when I was evil, we used to do the a same thing. A long time ago, but I don't yeah. know if it still qualifies. I think engine immobilizers, um, yeah. actual security systems will get you a yeah. discount. But. Uh, I said I'd be, you know, there is, actually, ironically, I have to say something good about Vintage. Uh, if you're going to steal a car, and you see a car that's got the VIN number etched on all the glass, you're probably less likely to steal it if the one next to it 
doesn't have it because if you're really a pro, you're going to have to get rid of the windshields, that's going to, or the windows, and that's going to cost you a lot of money. So the mere fact that you, they have it, I mean, no one is going to, a cop isn't going to go driving by, look at the glass edge and say, oh, that's a stolen car. That's not no. going to happen. But the, the, the And that was part of the F&I pitch. They yeah. said, you know, yeah. uh, they said 90% of car thefts are for professionals. Exactly. And they point. go through things. Yeah. Um, I did look it up, by the way, real quick, and a number of insurance companies still do offer a uh, gift off the comprehensive, okay. comprehensive portion of your insurance. So it's not all bad. It's just cheap. I mean, it's a, it does have some value, but it, it costs the dealer virtually nothing. I mean, uh, what do you pay for the kit? Ten bucks for the kit? And then the salesman puts it on. And there's, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, the only the cost is it's an insurance product, so they, you know. Anyway, sat down at the desk, waited for him to get a worksheet, uh, market value selling price was MSRP, forty-two eight ninety-five. There was five hundred dollars discount labeled savings. Then he added edge for one ninety-nine, resistol for three ninety-nine. That's I guess the polish. Uh, essential package for fifteen ninety-five, one thousand five ninety-five, and eight hundred ninety-nine dollar doc fee. Added all up, forty-five thousand four hundred eighty-seven dollars. He could see I wasn't smiling. He asked me what he could get me to buy this car, what it would take for me to buy this car right now today. I said that even with a discount, uh, I was $2,500 over MSRP. The salesman challenged me and said it was only $1,000 over. I opened the calculator on my phone, added up all the extras, including the junk feed, and showed him. <laughs> you know, he might have believed it. I mean, yeah. I, I, mean I, 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 I think he wasn't counting the, uh, the dock fees. Yeah. And that's what it was. Probably. I asked him if they participated in the Costco auto program. I like this. He said he would check. Now, he probably didn't even know there was a Costco auto body program. But they could ask for anything. The farmer program, you know, the uh, right. abused housewife program, I, there would always be a, a problem. A program. Then he asked me again how soon I was buying. I told him I planned to buy in the next week. Salespeople hate to hear that. And I was close to buying a new Chevy Traverse. This seemed to pique his interest. Uh, he began to criticize the Traverse, okay? He left to speak with the manager again. I looked around. I was the only customer in the showroom. I couldn't see any other employees around either. Very lonely. The salesman was uh, back in five minutes with a new sheet of paper. He said that if it will keep me from leaving, he'll take an additional $1,000 off. He said the $500 discount he already gave me was the Costco discount. <laughs> See, that's the reason, folks. This is, this is where it all breaks down. Yeah, yeah. This is, if you're a Costco member and you want to buy the Costco program, don't ever ask the salesman just walk in and say, do you have a Costco program? Because everybody's got a Costco program, which means that they're going to tell you they have one so they can make you believe that they got a Costco discount and they don't. So identify the Costco member, approved dealer, identify the Costco salesperson, because that's all on the Costco website. Okay. Then he walked me over to the edge of the showroom and asked me to open and close the door. <laughs> he asked me to remember how solid that felt. Well, that's old school. You hear that? And by the way, my Tesla, which I won't tell you how much money I spent on it because it was way too much, when I slammed the door, it sounds tinny and terrible. <laughs> because it only weighs 400 pounds. <laughs> yes, I mean, I don't, what is that? Uh, yeah, uh, let carbon, me tell you about carbons? the doors. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about the doors. When you uh, slammed the hey, trunk. We, we don't have time. time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me to remember, okay. 
then suggested that we go and try the same thing with used Chevy Trevors he had in stock. <laughs> I love this. The experience will not be the same, he assured me. I thanked him for his time and ran out the door. That was a great last-minute attempt here like yeah. on the selling. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Steve was trying. You got the guy. He's got to make a living, right? Yeah. Got, some breaks, guys. Put food on the table. He was trying. <coughs> okay, there we are. Time to vote, I think. Quick. Mystery shop of Essential Ford Stewart in Florida. What do you give them? I remember we grade on the curve, so there's no such thing as a real A, 100 percent. Nobody's 100 percent. But uh, if someone is better than all the other dealers, we'll give them an A. If they're worse than all the other dealers, we'll give them a, a F. And usually we're somewhere in between. Okay. Uh, Jonathan in Wellington. Hey, Jonathan, you, you surprised me. The protection package is a scam. Correct. I don't want it. And too many additional fra additional fraudulent fees, which Mr. Stewart taught us how to navigate around. Other than that, not a hard experience. I'll give him a B. And I, I'm, it's, it was better than last time. And yeah, I'm not going to get was. the details. It was. But, um, it, <laughs> I was almost going to ding him on the etch thing because I... Um, I didn't think that was still a discount until I looked it up. So he was telling the truth. As a matter of fact, you can get, expect between five percent and a fifteen percent uh, discount on your premiums for etch. You know, uh, the the argument is if you don't have any other uh, theft deterrent, uh, it would pay you to buy an etch kit and etch your own car exactly, yeah. and save five percent on your insurance. Except for you don't get the recovery thing. I think that's the the, the insurance aspect of the car stolen and not recovered. Then you yeah. get. Money but five thousand dollars. But, but it, it is somewhat of a deterrent. I mean, I, I don't want to. Yeah, you know, of all the crap they put on the cars and charge you for, I would have to say the vintage is one of the few that has yeah. some value. As long as they're in that yeah. under two hundred dollar range. Yeah. I mean, if, if oh, they're yeah, charging right. six hundred exactly. for X, that's for yeah. That's what Toy Guard from Toyota does. They etch the VIN also, and that was part of the uh, yeah. the seven hundred dollars. Uh, Bob gives him a C, and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Bob. Um, this was typical. And 2022 car dealer behavior. Yeah. I've got Mark Anderson, Mark from St. Louis, a perfectly etched D. <laughs> Kirk in West by God, Virginia, Essential Ford earns the essential grade of D minus. Essentially, the dealer addendum was way overpriced, was the downfall. Mm -hmm. Plus, I love those that knock other manufacturers. Bad form. Uh, let's see. Scott Hunter, a D. Tom Stuckle, I'd give them a D. Twenty-five hundred junk fees plus old school tactics. If you want a Ford, go to Mullinax, A grade. Yeah, yeah. Tim uh, Gilliland, nothing essential here about that protection package or the Costco program. Lie, D. Mark Smith, D. Ryan Sedatko, way too much money for a Ford Edge, D. Mark Ryan, D. Wayne Vite, big D. Donovan Lewis. Complete <laughs> fail. Give them an F. Are, are we averaging? When these? are these dealers going to learn? We also have um, Boy, from Ella. He got a lot of grace. He does. Yeah. That's my YouTube crowd, man. But he doesn't have any cats. I have a cat that gives him a C, uh, C plus from Ella. <laughs> Sue Fogelman gives him a C minus. Martha Gillespie gives him a C minus. And we have one more over here. Anne Marie gives him a C minus for high fees, but no legal behavior. And Negan one. D for don't fall for the scam. There you go. <laughs> okay, and folks. I'm, I'm going to agree with, I say D, because that just was, All right. you got to watch yourself okay. walking Earl. in that place. I'm going to say C. C? Okay, good for you. Um, mm. I'm going to give them an F, and uh, what? the reinstall 
uh, that kit, uh, you can pick it up on uh, Amazon, 18 bucks. That's just an example of all these fees, and that's the reason for my grade. I'm gonna Folks. Run, I'm going to run you for attorney general. Okay. I will vote for you. Uh, anyway, uh, I wear too many hats as it is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this Saturday morning. You're a huge part of the show. We appreciate your company. The whole show. And go to Amazon, Amazon.com to get your etch kit for $18.50. There you go. It's on Amazon. You heard it right here. Earl Stewart on cars. And you, you save that right away on your insurance premium, yep. depending on your insurance company. Yep. We're, we're here to save you money. Uh, folks, we'll be right back here Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the cool weather and football.